the Bible Study Podcast, episode 789. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Zechariah with chapter 11. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with chapter 11. This actually is one of those places where I probably should have looked ahead last week because we're going to finish the thought from last week. Uh, remember, we had that the people were going to be secure and that God was going to protect them. And it finishes that thought with, Open your doors, Lebanon, so that fire may devour your cedars. Wail, you juniper, for the cedar has fallen. The stately trees are ruined. Whale oaks of Bashan. The dense forest has been cut down. Listen to the wails of the shepherds. Their rich pastures are destroyed. Listen to the roar of the lions. The lush thicket of the Jordan is ruined. And so as God is going to bless the people of Judah, apparently God is not so fond of the people of Lebanon. And the cedars of Lebanon are what they are best known for. They are still known. There's still a cedar tree on the flag of the country of Lebanon, if I am not mistaken, and basically saying that those are not going to be as they are now. And then it goes on. The main part of this chapter is a section called Two Shepherds. This is what the Lord my God says. Shepherd the flock marked for slaughter. Their buyers slaughter them and go unpunished. Those who sell them say, praise the Lord, I am rich. Their own shepherds do not spare them. For I will no longer have pity on the people of the land, declares the Lord. I will give everyone into the hands of their neighbors and their king. They will devastate the land and I will not rescue anyone from their hands. So I shepherded the flock marked for slaughter particularly the oppressed of the flock. Then I took two staffs and called one favor and the other union, and I shepherded the flock. In one month I got rid of the three shepherds. The flock detested me, and I grew weary of them, and said, I will not be your shepherd. Let the dying die, and the perishing perish. Let those who are left eat one another's flesh. Then I took my staff called favor and broke it, revoking the covenant I had made with all the nations." It was revoked on that day, and so the oppressed of the flock who were watching me knew it was the word of the Lord. I told them, if you think it best, give me my pay, but if not, keep it. So they paid me 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the handsome price at which they valued me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them to the potter at the house of the Lord. Then I broke my second staff called Union, breaking the family bond between Judah and Israel. Then the Lord said to me, Take again the equipment of the foolish shepherd, for I am going to raise up a shepherd over the land who will not care for the lost, or seek the young, or heal the injured, or feed the healthy, but will eat the meat of the choice sheep, tearing off their hooves. Woe to the worthless shepherd who deserts the flock. May the Lord strike his arm and his right eye. May his arm be completely withered, his right eye totally blinded. Well, what the heck is this section doing in this study of the book of Zechariah? Everything seemed like it was going so well. And we had all of these sections here, like the last chapter, which was God saying he will take care of Judah. And we had two chapters before that, God talking about his blessings to Jerusalem and the chapter in between talking about God's judgment on Israel's enemies. And suddenly we get to this rather confusing chapter, I would have to say, about these shepherds. And 
parts of this you may have noticed were familiar. And they were familiar in an odd case because right in the middle of this section talking about these shepherds is a section that is quoted in the New Testament. This question here of, if you think it best, give me my pay, but if not, keep it. So they paid me 30 pieces of silver. And 30 pieces of silver, I am thinking for many of you, was a familiar amount. Because that was the amount of money that Judas was paid to betray Jesus. And then Judas, you may recall, goes back to the teachers of the law and says, I was wrong. Here, take back your blood money. Basically, take back this this silver, and they won't. And so he throws it down and goes and hangs himself, and they take that money, that 30 pieces of silver, and they buy the potter's field where they bury Judas. And so here we get, the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, the handsome price at which they valued me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them to the potter at the house of the Lord. So that section in there, we have some idea of what that may have been talking about, at least in part. Again, the meaning of what the prophet says doesn't have to have only one meaning. It can mean one thing at one time and then can take on a different meaning. And so it certainly, when it's quoted in the New Testament, they are looking back at these verses and saying, oh, we know what these are about. These are about Judas. But pause and set that aside here for a second here. We've got shepherds. Now, remember, this is a pastoral community, and so shepherds are something very familiar. This is why Jesus talks about the good shepherd and, you know, uses shepherds as a, uh, often as an illustration and talks about the good shepherds and the bad shepherds. And the good shepherd knows his sheep and it will lay down his life for them and all those phrases that we are familiar with. Well, this these are not good shepherds, right? We get these shepherds who are shepherding a flock marked for slaughter. This is interesting. So these are not sheep who are going to be raised for their wool, but sheep that are going to be raised for their meat. And the idea here is that even the shepherds are not sparing them. For I will no longer have pity on the people of the land. I will give everyone to the hands of the neighbors and the king. Now, this would make more sense to me if we were in one of the earlier prophets pre-Babylonian captivity and we were talking about how bad things were going to get if people didn't repent and stop serving other gods. So it's not clear what time period we're talking about, who the two shepherds are, whether this is Judah now, Judah in the future, Judah in the past, exactly what's going on here. But some parts of it are in the past, right? So I shepherded the flock marked for slaughter, particularly the oppressed of the flock. Then I took the two staffs, one called favor and one called union, okay? I got rid of the three shepherds. And the flock detested me, past tense, and I grew weary of them past tense. And I said, I will not be your shepherd. Let the dying die and the perishing perish and let those who are left eat one another's flesh. And so this looks like maybe the prophet is talking about something that has happened. And so I would think this may be looking back at the event that they just came out of that time of captivity where they were given up to their neighbors and they lost their protection of God because of their unfaithfulness to God. So, you know, I will break, I took my staff called favor and I broke it and the covenant I made with the nations. Basically, I took my protection away from the people of Judah and they were oppressed, 
Well, that certainly would describe the Babylonian captivity, and certainly maybe that might be what we're talking about here. Again, some portions of the prophecy are not obvious. And so when I say it may be, I don't know. There is no teacher's version of the Bible that has the answers at the back. There's a lot of people who debate these things. But some things are intended to be unclear. And this is some of those things that I think we'd have to say are unclear. And so then I broke the second staff called Union, breaking the family bond between Judah and Israel. Again, past tense. I broke in the past tense. Well, Israel is gone, and so we are probably talking about the family bond that broke some time ago between Israel and Judah before they were carried off. And so take again the equipment of a foolish shepherd. I'm going to raise up a shepherd over the land. And I expected it to say who will care for the sheep, but no, who will not care for the lost or seek the young or heal the injured or feed the healthy. A bad shepherd, right? And woe to the worthless shepherd who deserted the flock. May the sword strike his arm. I don't know who this shepherd is. (laughs) And let's just say this is not the clearest section we've had of the book of Zechariah. And remember, we've had some pretty unclear sections here as we look at some of these visions. So what can we learn from this? We know that God had taken his favor and his union and he had broke them and that it's bad when that happens because there is protection that God has put around his people. And when he takes that away, then they are not protected. They are like sheep without a shepherd. And I don't know if you know about sheep, but sheep don't have claws and fangs and uh, they aren't particularly, and they're particularly tasty if you're a wolf or one of those other predators. And so it is not good to be a sheep and not have a shepherd because the shepherd isn't just guiding you. The shepherd is protecting you. And I think in our days too, that it isn't to say that when you're a Christian, everything will go well. And yet we do know that God does care for us and that God does watch out for us and that God does listen to our prayers. And it is bad to step away from the protection of God if that is possible for us to do. It is, it is not good for us to turn our back on God, to walk away from the favor and the union that God is desiring for us. And I think the union here being the union among believers and the favor being the favor with God. And so... I'm not sure what these verses mean, but we do know that we have a good shepherd who isn't like this, and thank God that we do. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, and I have some questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hey there, it's Carly Mercoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.